Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. I hope that you're having a good study this month in Psalms and our subsequent passages that are in our chapter about not profaning the name of the Lord our God. And I think as we're studying it, we are seeing that the holiness of His name is magnificent. We are seeing that there are lots of more ways to profane His name than to simply uh, say, oh my God, in a flippant way, in a way that is uh, not speaking about Him or crying out to Him at all. And we understand that that's taking His name in vain. But I think we're seeing probably that there are a lot more ways to defame the name of God than we sometimes may categorize in our practical lives every day. So as I was studying the Psalms, and by the way, that was some assignment on the Psalms. It really was bigger than I ever thought it would be, and I have spent pretty much this whole entire day, it's almost five o'clock now, and I've spent this entire day in those Psalms listing the names of God from those Psalms and our resp- responses to the holy name and character of God. And for this dig a bit, I just want to kind of extract from these psalms that we read the most what stuck out to me as I read them as being the most common responses that inspiration is calling for in our lives. How do we respond to the holiness, to the holy and reverend name of God? Well, as I was reading this, some of these responses just seem to keep on occurring over and over and over. And the most common one was obviously praise. Now, sometimes in my version, it would use the word praise, and sometimes it would be singing to the Lord, or in this Old Testament setting, playing to the Lord. Sometimes it would be, uh, I will stole, praise, sing, play. Sometimes it would be worship or bow down. But all of those contexts involved praise to our God, and there were no less than 61 of those. I kind of color-coded my um, responses here, and I have 61 color-coded praise in these psalms. So I love the fact that we are called on that our primary response or their primary response in Old Testament times to the name of God was to be simply praise. And I I observed also that this wasn't necessarily praise just in a corporate worship assembly. This was going about our days extolling His name before others. And sometimes it even says that it was before others. I'm just going to give you a few examples of the praise passages. Psalm 5 verse 7, worship toward His temple. Psalm 7 verse 17, praise the Lord. Sing praise to the Lord. Psalm 9, we have praise God, show forth His marvelous works, sing praise, declare His doings. Psalm 21, glory greatly in His salvation, sing and praise His power. 
Psalm 22, we have declare his name, praise him in the congregation, glorify him, praise the Lord. This is all in Psalm 22 and declare his righteousness. And we know that's a messianic psalm. So in view of the fact that we have had the Messiah among us already and we are living in the shadow of that, how much more should we be giving praise to him? Psalm 29, give him glory and strength, give him glory, do his name, worship him in holiness, speak of his glory in his temple, extol him, sing to him, give thanks when you remember his name. Is that just in a corporate assembly when they were worshiping together in the tabernacle courtyard? Well, no, that was that whenever they remembered his name, they were to speak it to other people and extol him. Say, um, in verse in Psalm 31, say, thou art my God. Psalm 33, praise him, sing, play to him. Psalm 34, worship him, praise him, boast in him, magnify him, exalt him. Psalm 44, boast in him all the day. As you're going about your day, just glorify Him in the presence of other people. Praise His name forever again. Psalm, Psalm chapter 44. Psalm 45, praise Him forever. Psalm 61, praise Him. Sing praise forever. Glory in Him, Psalm 62. Psalm 63, praise Him and bless Him. Psalm 64, declare His work. Glory. Psalm 65, praise Him. I mean, when we go throughout these passages, and as you know, that's not even all of them. Make a joyful noise. Psalm 66. We're in 66 now. Sing the honor of His name. Make His praise glorious. Worship and sing to His name. Praise Him. Psalm 67, praise Him. Let the nations be glad and sing. Psalm 68, sing to Him. Extol Him. Publish His good news. Sing and play to Him. Bless Him in the congregations and ascribe strength to Him. Are you going throughout your days telling people about the mighty God that we serve, His strength? Psalm 69, praise Him with songs, magnify Him with thanksgiving, declare all His works is Psalm 73. Psalm 75, declare forever and sing praises. Those are, those are in verse uh, 9 of Psalm 75. I just wanted to, I'm not going to go through all of my categories in that much detail, but I just wanted you to, to see the complete saturation of these psalms with the response of praise to him. And I'm convinced that Cindy Colley doesn't do that enough. And because of reading these psalms, I'm going to try to make a constant effort to praise him in my everyday life and in my conversations and to bless his name before others. Now, I know you might be thinking, but people just think that you're just trying to be holy if you talk about God all the time. You know, I think we need to discount that excuse that we sometimes use so often for not blessing God in the midst of the people around us. I think if we really think about our society today and the way that the majority of the people in our nation have turned from following God or turned from even giving credence to God. When I think about that fact, I think that if we as his people had extolled his name publicly, praised him throughout our everyday lives, that the extent of the the turn from 
speaking his name in public places would have to have been lessened. I don't think that we would be to the point where we are now if people who really did want to praise him had not been ashamed of praising him in public. So one take home that I get from these Psalms that I had you read is is the response of praise. Other responses that really stuck out to me were being glad, not necessarily saying it, but just rejoicing in him. There were no less than 16 times in these passages that we were just told to be glad or to rejoice. And sometimes God's people are pessimistic people. Sometimes I know some people who you know, I really don't want to ask them how they're doing because I know that I'm not going to enjoy hearing the answer. I pray that I will never be that person. And sometimes I, I pray before I'm specifically going to be with someone that I know is going to uh, try to indict me for my Christianity. I pray that the Lord will just help me to be glad and to rejoice and to show that nothing is going to take my joy away in serving the Lord. That is a a response that that just stuck out as I read through these Psalms, rejoicing and being glad. Another one that was very frequent was calling out to Him, crying to Him, setting our petitions before Him. There were about 14 of those responses at least. And those are, the, those are just the ones where it actually calls on us to do that. It wasn't the ones necessarily where David or the psalmist was crying out throughout an entire psalm. So the psalms, when you put those two things together, the commands to cry out to God and the actual cries that are actually worded in the psalms that I had you read, there's a great permeation in these psalms of praying, setting out our petitions to God, crying out to Him, calling to Him. And some of those were just very, very sweet as I was reading and very reassuring for me. When we have crying out to Him, let me see what color I used for that and let me just list a couple of those. Uh, Prayer is in Psalm 5, verse 2, looking up to God in verse 3, calling to God, verse 9, crying to God, Psalm 9 of chapter 20. And then when we get to chapter 22, we have crying to God in verses 2 and 5. We get to chapter 31, we have calling on Him in verses 17 and verse 22. When we get to chapter... 34, calling to him in both verse 15 and verse 17. And when we get to Psalm 45, entreating his favor, that is begging him for his favor, crying to him in Psalm 61, pouring out my heart to him in Psalm 62, verse 8. I love that uh, verbiage there, pouring out my heart to him. God already knows what's in Cindy Colley's heart, and sometimes when I'm talking to him, I think about that fact, but I love the fact that I can just say to him, God, this is what's troubling me. I am so concerned about this. And then I just lay it out before him. And many times while I'm praying those about those things, because I've maybe been studying his word all day, like today, then I have an idea about a path to take toward resolution of whatever it is that I'm pouring out to him. Come to him in prayer, Psalm 65. Approach him, Psalm 65. And then cry to him, 
Psalm 66, pray, Psalm 66. Psalm 69, pray. I just, it is, these verses are just saturated with crying out and pouring out our petitions to God. So we have calling to Him, we have praising Him, we have being glad, and there's a strong undercurrent through these passages of trusting Him. Two different words are used as I can uh, the best I can tell from the Hebrew language when we see the word trust in these passages. Hasa, which is making refuge in Him, having hope in Him, having confidence in Him, and a very similar word, Bata, which is trusting in Him, having confidence, feeling safe, and being bold in Him. And we find at least 11 references to that kind of trust as a response to the holy name of God. And then finally, we find uh, several references to sacrificing or performing vows. And at least seven of those, bringing our sacrifices to Him, performing our vows. And of course, as we think about that in our a Christian age, we think about being living sacrifices from Romans 12, 1, and the import of that, because God tells us there that it is our spiritual service to Him. We're not going before Him with fatted calves anymore, but we are giving Him our lives, ourselves. And if you look at these and more responses that are biblical responses to the glory of God in Old Testament times, when we really look at that, it really is a, a permeation of constant awareness that at all times I am responding to the holy name of God. And I have a choice every single day when I get up. Am I going to treat it as vain, as something common, as something that I don't revere? Or am I going to show by my words and by my actions, by the sacrifice of my life and the, the degree to which I exhibit trust in Him, am I going to show that I revere, respect and submit to the authority of the holy name of God. His name is, from these Psalms, Lord, King, God, the Lord my God, the Lord Most High, the Lord our Lord, the God of Jacob, my God, my God, the Lord my strength, the God of glory, the Lord God of truth. And then we have him also called the most mighty, the almighty, the God of salvation, my God, my King, the God of Israel, the Lord God of hosts, the Lord God, the God of Israel, the most high, the King of old. Those are the names that I found for God. And, and now I, I want to be sure that I emphasize to you that there are no wrong answers here. I mean, you might have, have used some of his descriptions as a name, and that would be fine if you uh, used, for instance, where it says, um, Thou art the Mighty One, or the 
zeal of the Lord. You might call one of those descriptions a name of God or a description of God. In fact, I even asked for descriptions. So you may have a much longer list than I have here, and that's fine. The thing I wanted us to do is to find how God is presented in the Psalms as being holy. And I don't think that you could do this question, this assignment without recognizing that God is set apart. He is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. He is God. And as we set him apart in that way, then there are appropriate responses to the reverend, holy name of God. And I don't think that you could do this assignment and your answers are right. If you went through these chapters and you found descriptions of God, and then you tried to think about the the responses to God, to those names or descriptions of God, then you walked away with this renewed determination to show reverence for His name throughout your activities, throughout your interactions with other people so that you are influencing for Him. Again, the responses that stuck out to me were prayer, praise, joy, trust, and sacrifice. Those were the responses that stuck out to Cindy Colley, but I hope you're making a list of the ones that are just jumping off the page to you from these Psalms. I hope that you have enjoyed this study and I hope that the Psalms have made you want to be better as you're going throughout your days and most of all better at showing other people a reverence for the name of God because the Lord will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. Have a great day.